From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs have won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here. Inside. The Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's guest, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, that's Chuck Barrett, as we talk not only March Madness, the Razorbacks did survive and advance, but also a little football, a little baseball, everything Arkansas. And so when we bring in Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Razorbacks, it makes sense to call the hogs here on the Press Box Podcast. Calling the hogs inside the press box, Mike Grace and Master Control. It's JD Byers down in Mobile, Chris Stewart on the road back from Indianapolis, headed in to uh, spend a couple of days at the homestead before heading back to Indy for the Sweet 16. Chuck Barrett also gets to attend the Sweet 16 as his Arkansas Razorbacks are a part of it. And uh, Chuck, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, kind enough to join us. Chuck, great to have you with us. And how about those hogs, man? Hey, it's fun right now. Chris is on his way back. We stay. So we, uh, we're getting to know Indianapolis even a little bit better. Well, you didn't – did you travel at all on the road this year or, or for any games? I'm trying to remember, Chuck. Did, is this y'all's first time to be out? We went to the conference tournament. We went to the tournament Okay, I just didn't see you there. And uh, yeah. then uh, came here. But other than that, no, we've, we, we've done like everybody else. We've, we've been remote. Um, it's just been a difficult year in that regard, but we've all had to make it work and you know that too. Yeah. It, you know, I don't know that people understand as far as doing our jobs and calling the game itself. Yeah. It's different. It's a challenge, but I'm not so sure that's not the, the biggest thing we lose, but it's getting to know guys on the road, traveling with them, sitting there, having meals, at least for me with, with coaches pregame or, you know, the night before a game and getting a chance to, to learn about the people and, and get a better feel and understanding of who they are, or maybe what they're thinking. That's the stuff that's tough, tougher to replicate than doing the play-by-play off of a television as opposed to seeing it live. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's been the biggest difference for everybody is there's, 
you know, whether you do what we do or, you know, whether you just work in everyday life, I mean, that, that human contacts, what we miss and, yeah. you know, we see that in sports too. And you're right. I'm, I mean, it's uh it's a much different situation because our opinions and everybody who broadcasts a ball game, you know, we have an idea about what a player might do. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong, kind of like everybody else. But I think you do have a feel for what these guys may do and how they may react to a situation based on being around them on a more consistent basis. Um, and that is, you know, that is missing this year. And it's, um, you know, from a broadcast standpoint, off the television, and Chris, you know this, as long as the effects are right, as long as the, uh, you know, the natural sound is right, um, it works. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, it's good to be here. The sight lines aren't great, but, uh, it's great to be here. I just think it's good for people to feel a sense of normalcy again. Right. Chuck, Beard, uh, is, Chuck is the voice of the hogs at Arkansas. Chuck, the, uh, the Bama's got to go back to Hinkle Fieldhouse. They just played at Banker's Life Fieldhouse, uh, Indianapolis for their win against, uh, Maryland. What, what's the next round sweet 16 facility wise for Arkansas? We go back to Banker's Life. We played our first ball game against Colgate at Banker's Life and then went over to Hinkle to play Texas Tech. And um, we drew Banker's Life for this weekend. So I don't know what it would be like Monday, but um, Saturday, Saturday night, we're going to play Oral Roberts in Banker's Life. And that's a rematch. I mean, you guys actually played earlier in the year, right? We did. And, you know, Oral Roberts has been a – you know, it's kind of been a rival of Arkansas. I think Arkansas maybe has been more of a rival for Oral Roberts and not just basketball, but they play baseball against one another. A lot of competition in women's sports. Um, you know, they're only 90 minutes away. Um, you know, it's kind of like Tuscaloosa and Starkville and not that far away, uh, even though right. you know, you're separated by a, by a border. So, we know them well. They know us well. Generally speaking, they've got a kid or two from Arkansas and um, a lot of kids from Northwest Arkansas that, uh, uh, um, you know, are, are, are inclined to look for a Christian college. That's, that's where a lot of them go. And so um, there's a long history there athletically and, and just between the administrations. And uh, I'll say this, when we played them earlier this year, I'd have never taken a bet on us playing each other in the Sweet 16, but uh, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, because neither one of you were, were great at that point of the season, and I know there's reasons for that with Arkansas. A lot of it had to do with not having one of your best players the whole time, but, I mean, that's the growth of both teams is has been tremendous. Yeah, Oral Roberts is obviously – they're just riding a wave right now. And, um, yeah. you know, 15 seeds, I mean, what is it, twice that they've made it now to the Sweet 16? I mean, this just doesn't happen. And uh, for them to do what they're doing, they, um, you know, they've got a great scorer. And um, sometimes in a tournament setting, at least for a weekend, one guy can carry you. Now, you know, it may not go much further than that, but sometimes in a tournament setting, you get one great player. And um, he can carry you. Now it's 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 going to be a it's going to be a different situation now for everybody. I mean, there's going to be enormous pressure that comes to bear over the course of this week, 
building up to the game, and then when they step on that floor, because you know Arkansas has not been there in 25 years, and um, I promise you, it's unfamiliar territory for ORU. So, um, you know, it's 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 going to be an interesting battle, I think, and fun for our fans, fun for our fans, and fun for theirs too. Can I ask you? Chuck Barrett's our guest. He's the voice of the University of Arkansas Razorbacks. He'll have the play-by-play call when they uh, take on Oral Roberts. You add in UCLA, Bama's next opponent. Anybody who takes over the helm at UCLA is always going to be in the shadow of the great John Wooden. There has to be a shadow for coaches. I don't know if players buy into it because they're just playing and they're, they're young. They're 18 to 22-year-olds. But there's always that shadow for a coach to come in under a, a very famous uh, Nolan Richardson what's that like for somebody to come in and finally get some success, finally get a team back to the tournament and build their own uh, legend? Well, I mean, Aaron Musselman's as popular as anyone could be in Arkansas right now. And uh, he's, uh, he's evoked memories of Nolan Richardson, uh, Eddie Sutton. Uh, I was around both those guys, uh, at least coach Richardson a little bit more than coach Sutton, but watched coach Sutton's teams growing up and, I think there's a blend of both those coaches in Eric Musselman. He's a guy that kind of like coach Richardson, he'll give kids freedom on the offensive end. If they will play defense, that's the reward for playing defense is you get freedom on the offensive end. Um, very similar. I'm sure to Nate Oates in that regard. And, uh, um, he's this, this, this guy's a special coach and you guys have been around it long enough to know that, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to verbalize, but you know when you've got a good coach and you know real quickly whether you've got a good coach and you may be afraid to admit it, but you know real quickly when you've got a bad one too. And, um, boy, Muss is the real deal and he's, uh, he's not done. And I think, you know, Arkansas is a great basketball state and uh, the state's really on fire right now. I think that's where the excitement level really comes for, for both our fan bases, Chuck, because they know it's not a one-year deal. As great as this is, and knowing full well you're you're going to lose some guys from this team, and Alabama's obviously because of graduation going to as well, what's coming in or what's already committed or signed for the future, it, you know it's not a one-year build. And I think that's also why you're partly able to relax and enjoy what's happening now is that it's the start of something. It's not the potential completion whenever you get beat, if you get beat. Well, and, you know, I, I, I think both these guys, um, I think they have, a, you know, different situations. Coach Oates inherited a, a, a core group of guys. Muss inherited a situation where he had to kind of, you know, go out and piece it together and I really respect the coaches who can assemble teams and I think both these guys understand modern college basketball in that um, they're uh, they play the analytics Um, sometimes older guys like me shake their heads but obviously they know what they're doing Um, they understand how to assemble a roster and the pieces that they need to make their system work And, um, you know, I think what Nate Oates did, you know, when he got those kids to buy into what he wanted to do, um, I mean, you know, the sky became the limit for him. And um, 
both these coaches, I think, will assemble rosters that will include young players and portal guys and, um, you know, players that, um, you know, may be there only for one season because they've graduated somewhere else. That's the way you, you build rosters in college basketball. I, I mean, the NCAA tournament's been full of them. And uh, I think both these guys understand what I would call the more modern uh, game of college basketball and how you assemble a team. And um, Yeah, I think both these fan bases have every reason to believe that, um, you know, this could go on for a while. Alabama's locked uh, uh, Oates up. Arkansas is going to have to lock Muss up when this season's <laughs> over with. Uh, last thing for me, when – to me, there's always almost no way to predict what's going to happen in this tournament because it, we've seen it, teams that were limping into the NCAA tournament able to advance, and your squad certainly didn't limp in. You lost a good game to uh, a hot team in LSU. Uh, and you've been on an absolute roll prior to that, but others can win their conference tournament and then get bounced in the first round by a much lower seeded team. So there's there's no carryover from one week to the next most of the time. But how? Tell me what was addressed when you had such a great run going as hot as anybody in the country. Then you then you have it come to a everybody's talking about a rematch between Alabama and, and Arkansas in the SEC tournament and you don't get there, how did he get them refocused and ready to play at the level they have their last two games? Well, I think when you've, when you've won a lot of games, you know you're good. Uh, you understand that if you do things the way you've been doing them, you're probably going to win. Um, there's pressure that comes from a streak. And, you know, LSU has not been a good, you know, games are about matchups. LSU's never been a real good matchup uh, for this team. Even in the game, Arkansas won in Fayetteville. They, they were really good that night, but LSU kind of pushed them around and, <clears throat> pardon me, in Baton Rouge. And, um, you know, I thought LSU was the more aggressive team in the game at the tournament, but, um, you know, you watch this stuff over the years and sometimes when a team comes into the tournament having won 14, 15 in a row, they're, they're really, you know, they're playing to keep that streak alive and there's pressure. And um, I think Arkansas in a sense, when they came back, I'm not going to say that there was relief because I don't believe that, but I do think that there was a, you know, that was a, that, that was a real chance to refocus. Um, and I think that, you know, we saw them do that against Colgate. They refocused defensively and turned it up. And, um, you know, I thought played their toughest game of the season against Texas Tech. So, you know, he's um, – if you look at Muss, when he has four, uh, four or more days to prepare, he is 14-0 and 0 as the Razorbacks head coach. This guy's like a football coach almost. Um that's one of the reasons I think in his early stages at Arkansas, he won so many non-conference games because there were generally five or six games between five or six days between games. He's a really good preparer. And uh, I promise you, he's broken down ORU already, just as I'm sure Nate Oates has broken down UCLA and vice versa. Um, you know, you got to have a little, you know, you got to, you know, walking a little bit different way to get this far. And these guys are all wired a little bit different. 
Hey, as Chuck, they are. Chuck, last question. Uh, we'll let you go here, but we appreciate you spending some time inside the press box with us here. Uh, Chuck Barrett with the Arkansas Razorbacks. I know Phil Elson does baseball, but uh, man, what a what a year so far! Fourteen and three, two and one in the SEC, and open the year three and zero against three top ten ranked teams. Arkansas baseball looking to have a stellar year, but again, one of the best programs in America. Yeah, Dave Van Horn's, you know, he's he's done a great job. I mean, everything he's done speaks for itself. He's he's elevated our program, but he's elevated the entire sport in our state. Um, you know, I I did our baseball for 23 years, and I can tell you that during the time that I did it, our state, <clears throat> they didn't produce the players that they produce now. Um, it's night and day. And Dave gets a lot of credit for that. He's been a great steward of the game. Um, he knows how to build a program. Lots of guys can coach teams. Pick your sport. Lots of guys can coach teams. Lots of guys can coach talent. Um, building a program and coaching a team are different things. And um, Dave built a program, you know, built upon what Norm DeBryan, our, our longtime coach, had done. And, um, you know, he's he's the real deal. Uh, baseball's in very good hands at Arkansas. Baseball in very good hands at Arkansas, as Chuck Barrett says. Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks, our guest today inside the Press Box podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. And, of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.